Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people believe the world revolves around them. And in today's episode, OP tells a story where he was abandoned by his parents and they came back decades later to sue him for everything once they realized he's got a way better life than they do. Oh boy, guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. So this morning, I was out mowing my lawn. I happened to be wearing a ratty t-shirt that had a logo from a video game that I enjoy playing. We live in a very small town in northern Wisconsin. Everyone just kind of minds their own business, so we've never had much interaction with any of our neighbors, which is fine with us. One of the houses that's next to ours is a rental property that the owners converted into a duplex. The bottom half is empty, and there's two adults that live in the upper unit with two kids. Now, I've never spoken to the parents, as they've never made an attempt to even give the neighbor wave when we see the adults outside. However, this morning, the mom starts walking over towards me, so I stop my lawnmower and say good morning. She then comments how we have such a big house. I tell her it's because we like having a lot of pets. We have four cats and two dogs. And that we usually adopt the animals that have medical issues, since I'm a nurse and my niece is a vet. We make a little more chit-chat and go about finishing mowing the lawn. I then go inside to do some other chores, and that's when I hear a knock on the door. I check the security cameras, and there's two kids standing at my door. Now I do make it a policy that I don't interact with children that don't have a parent with them. Especially because I'm a gay man, and with the current political state, to me, it's better safe than sorry. So I ignore the knocks and continue with my chores. A few minutes go by, and the woman that I spoke to earlier in the yard is standing there, so I open the door. The woman is very upset that I ignored her children when they came over, as they wanted to play with our pets. I told her that I would never allow children in my house that didn't have a parent with them, and that our pets were not play toys for her kids. She then asked if they could play video games in my house, since I must be a gamer because of the shirt I had on. That's when I reiterated that I would never allow children who do not have an adult with them into our home. She then starts going on about how she needs some alone time because her boyfriend left her, and she's the only one on the lease now. She then starts complaining that she can't afford rent and she just needs some time to herself. I apologize that she's having a rough time, but that my husband and I would not be willing to entertain her children for her. At that, she looks perplexed for a bit, and I was curious as to what confused her, and then she said something that made me lose it in a major way. The woman says to my face, Gross, why do you people have to be my neighbors? I replied, Look here, you nasty C-word, you will never say that to me or my husband again. You need to leave right now, and I slammed the door in her face. After that, she kept pounding on our door, screaming all kinds of slurs and obscenities at us. Because we've had some issues with kids destroying the property, we've got cameras all over the outside of our house. So I turned on the alarm on all of them. She got the message, and then she left. Like, what the actual F? I've never been so glad to have cameras everywhere outside. Guys, I just want to say that I hate people like OP's neighbor, guys. Like, what an entitled a-hole she was. All nice and sweet when she wants something, but when she doesn't get what she wants, she just pulls a complete 180. Like, having slurs yelled at you is never pleasant, and hopefully with her crappy attitude, she doesn't stick around for long. With that said, though, it's always baffling the amount of people who are willing to leave their kids with complete strangers. Like, is your alone time that important, lady? 
So I'm a World War II reenactor who reenacts the U.S. Army. I usually tend to practice battle scenes in my yard, so that way I'm prepared for a reenactment. This happened about a week ago, and I thought it was just so stupid that I had to tell someone. Why not all of Reddit? On this day, I was practicing as usual in full gear, when the dreaded beast lurks forth from the street. Now I try to be respectful to people, but this lady was horrible. I was smack middle in the center of my yard, and this lady just walks up and she starts blabbing about something. I wasn't close enough to hear her, so I ignored her. I tend to get a lot of gawkers, because most people don't see a crazy guy running around in a World War II uniform so I thought she was just there to have a look and then move on. And then all of a sudden, I hear her yelling for help. So I look over to see if something's wrong and start moving in that direction. I didn't see anything wrong, so I paused, confused. The woman then starts yelling that I was stealing from her. Of course, I was confused and trying to grasp why she was yelling that, so I walked over to try to ask her to stop and to talk it out. The following conversation goes like this. I basically walk up to her and say, Why are you yelling like that? The woman says, Because you've stolen from me. I respond, I'm not sure how I did that. I don't even know you. The woman says, Don't you patronize me. I don't have to answer to an idiot like you. Now give it back. I say to her, Listen lady, like I said, I don't know you. Could you please calm down so we can talk? I'm happy to answer any questions you have. At this point, the lady says, I'm not talking to someone who's assaulted me. You stole that from me. Of course, at this point, I get really confused, as I don't remember stealing anything from her. So I say to her, alright, listen, how about we both calm down and talk about this like adults? That's when the lady says, why should I? You stole from me. Now give me back that army stuff. I say to her, ma'am, this is all my equipment. If someone stole your stuff, I'd be happy to help you look for it. That's when the woman accuses me of being a liar, screaming, you stole it all from me. If you don't give it back, I'll call the cops. Thinking this was a bluff, I went inside, because what kind of crazy lady would actually call the cops on something as trivial as trying to get my stuff? A couple of minutes later, I see two officers outside my house. I went outside, and this lady is screaming at them saying, The lunatic is in there. Go bust down his door already and arrest him. Of course, I walk up to them and say, What's the problem, officers? Officer 1 says, Name and age, please. I proceed to give it to them. Officer 2 says, Sir, did you steal this woman's army stuff? I respond, no ma'am, all the equipment is mine, I have all the receipts of purchase. That's when the woman screams, liar, that's my stuff, I want it. At this point, the officer says, could you come inside so we could ask you a few questions? I tell him, sure thing. Meanwhile, the lady's still screaming, make sure he gives all of my stuff back, I want it back now. The officers questioned me, I showed them the receipts, and told them how the lady just came up to me and accused me. The officers just looked at each other as if they've done this before. The officers then went back outside and talked with the lady, and I watched from the inside because I didn't want to deal with any more yelling. After a bit, I watched as the officers drove away. The lady then proceeds to have a breakdown in front of my house, and then she walks away. I haven't seen her since. Maybe she's still out there lurking in the shadows to strike another unsuspecting victim. Now that is a very odd way of trying to rob someone, guys. Accusing them of stealing your things and calling the cops. And seriously, what surprises me the most is that OP still had all of his receipts to prove that those things were his. And this person says she needs a checkup from the neck up. And I totally agree.
So my parents have always hated me and only loved my sister. This is the story of that. I was born when my mother and father were only 17 years old. It forced both my parents to drop out of high school and each get a GED so they could find work right away. My father especially was not happy about this because he's had dreams of playing football in college. But instead, he had to work at a gas station to make ends meet. He said to my face many times that I ruined his dream. My mother hardly raised me at all as she had to work too. They had a cranky old lady next door watch me most of the time. And she wasn't too bad. She gave me more attention than my parents did. My father eventually managed to land a better job as a manager due to his experience running the gas station. It was right after that my mom got pregnant with my sister. I was six when she was born. Now I wasn't exactly shown much love before that, but once my sister came along, it was made pretty obvious to even my six-year-old self that I was unwanted. The only ones who seemed to care were my paternal grandparents and somewhat my babysitter. They were more like my parents because they treated me the way a little kid needed to be loved. We lived in a little two-bedroom apartment, and as my sister got older, it went from me sharing a bedroom with her to me being kicked out of the room entirely. I slept on the couch for two years. I barely had anything to my name other than clothes, school supplies, and an old Game Boy. When I was 10, my parents decided that they were going to move away. But this move did not include me. I ended up being fine with this as my grandparents had agreed to take me in. My life was instantly better when my parents left me. I got my own room again and my grandparents gifted me a brand new N64 in 1996. That Christmas, I got a Game Boy Pocket too. Life was good. There were a couple of other kids my age in the neighborhood that I got to hang out with. We rode bikes, played video games, shot cans with pellet guns, built forts, you know, stuff a normal kid would enjoy. I was finally happy. As time went on, I grew up and eventually moved out. But later I moved back in to help my grandparents' house as they were getting old and living off their retirement savings. So some rent money from me went a long way in paying the bills. My grandpa was the kind of person who wanted to build a bomb shelter during the Cold War, but he never got around to it. He wanted to volunteer for the military in the 60s, but he was turned down due to a medical condition and the fact that his eyesight was not so great. So he focused on saving whatever he thought he needed. He told me many times that it was better to have something and not need it than to need it and to not have it. Our area suffered from numerous power outages in the winter due to heavy winds and storms. So having gasoline and propane for heaters and generators was a must. So the problem is, about five years back, my grandma died suddenly. And my grandpa was heartbroken. He also went about a year and a half later. Pretty much everything they owned was willed to me. Their savings, their house, their vehicles, their stuff, everything. The house was long paid off, and Grandpa knew how to keep up with its maintenance. In fact, after Grandma died, he kind of doubled down on renovating the place. He had the roof redone, and the house was repainted by us inside and out, and we fixed a lot of little things. My parents made my grandpa's funeral a crap show. They didn't even bother to show up for grandma's. They were too busy. At grandpa's funeral, they didn't seem to grieve at all. My sister also showed up wearing a brightly colored designer dress, which I wasn't happy about as it was a church clothes only function. 
That's when I caught my parents repeatedly whispering to each other and glaring at me whenever I looked at them. Come to find out at the will reading that my parents knew that they'd been disinherited a long time ago for their treatment of me, and they thought it was extremely unfair that I got everything. They threatened to sue me to contest the will. I got repeated calls and messages from my father, my mother, and sister telling me that I needed to do the right thing and give my father what was supposed to be his. Of course, I told them all to flake off, in far more unsavory words. My parents ended up suing me, and they took me to court to challenge the will. But the judge ruled in my favor, after seeing the will and hearing us both out, so it wasn't a long, drawn-out legal battle. The judge even looked at my parents with absolute disgust after seeing the will and hearing about their mistreatment of me in my childhood. He called my father a terrible parent, and that my grandparents were right to disown him. My father just hung his head in silence. On the way out, he made sure to stop me outside the courtroom, and furious, he told me that I was always the biggest mistake of his life, and that if he could go back in time, he would make sure I never existed. He told me that he should have been a football star, and instead, he has to wear a name tag for a stupid 9 to 5. I told him that mistake or not, grandma and grandpa could see what kind of nasty person he was. I didn't ask to be born, and the only real love I ever got was from my grandparents, and he was no father of mine anymore. After that, I got a few more threatening and harassing phone calls, as well as some letters from my parents, all demanding money, among other things. But over time, they just stopped because I completely stonewalled them. I never responded to emails or letters, and I stayed silent during the phone calls. A few times, I just left the phone sitting on the counter with them ranting and yelling at me until they realized I wasn't listening. Aside from not getting the house or money, my parents seemed particularly irked that they couldn't even get a rise out of me. But I was prepared to go to war against them, and they knew it, so in the end, they just left me alone. From what I know looking at Facebook for the past decade, my sister tried getting into modeling, got married, had two kids, got divorced, and she's currently unhappy, working a job that she feels is beneath her. My mother currently works retail, and she's also vocal about her disdain of it. Like my father, she peaked in high school. She was a cheerleader back then, and she had her old uniform framed on the wall. My father's pretty much had the same job for 25 years, and he must be good at it if he's still doing it. As for me, I'm in my late 30s now, and I live pretty much debt-free in a nice neighborhood. I haven't really had a girlfriend since high school, and I've had little motivation to ever have another relationship. But loneliness gets to everyone, so maybe I'll try to find someone soon. Not many are in the financial position I'm in at my age. I'm single, with a paid-off house, two vehicles, and a decent amount in the bank. I guess I could aim to be a stepfather. That might be more my speed. First of all, guys, I'm glad to know that OP's doing well in life. And secondly, I'm glad, although not surprised to know, that the judge ripped into those parents. It was certainly well-deserved, like abandoning your own child only to come back years later demanding what they think they deserve. And honestly, it sounds like OP was right, guys. Both of his parents peaked in high school. And instead of making something of themselves in the 25 years, they chose to put the blame on OP. And this person comments, I love parents that act like this. You ruined my life. No, dumbass. You were the one who didn't wear an effing condom. Ain't that the truth? So I work in a coffee shop, and most of our customers are genuinely lovely people. But over the years, I've learned about the levels of entitlement and just plain crazy that exist. And to be honest, I didn't think anyone could surprise me anymore. 
So tonight's events might actually have surpassed the guy who put a curse on me and my family, the guy who threw a ceramic cup at my head one morning, and the drunk girls who threw up at the front door at 7am, then walked inside and got grumpy that we didn't have any vegan breakfast items. Anyway, so today I was cleaning up like usual, and for once it was going pretty smoothly. It was just one of those dream shifts where you look around and just know you're going to get out on time. No last minute customers demanding you make drinks that mess up every piece of equipment that you just spent an hour cleaning. It was glorious. And then it happened. So I did the usual rounds, telling the last few stragglers that we were closing in 5 minutes, and if they could start finishing up and getting themselves ready, that would be great. That's when I went through the office to start the admin. Now one thing you need to know is that our company policy states that you can't take the till off and count it until the doors are locked. And obviously you can't lock the doors until all the customers have left, and this is usually not a problem. So I came back through to lock the doors, and there she is. Let's call her Karen. Now Karen is standing near the front door, and she's emptying out the entire contents of her purse all over the table. I looked at the girl who I was working with and raised an eyebrow. Now the girls worked with me long enough to recognize the what the F is going on look. Apparently, Karen had been here earlier, and she had lost an Apple AirPod. And I'm thinking, great. So since she's a regular customer of over a year, I put on my best customer service act and go across. We go back and check where I knew she had been sitting. We both searched and I couldn't see anything. I offered for her to leave her details just in case it turned up in the morning. I'm on the open, so I would have another look tomorrow. But no, this wasn't good enough. She wanted us to find it before we closed shop. Before my eyes, this usually very normal, polite, pretty reserved, grown-ass woman turns into a raging banshee, screeching about how they're $200 AirPods. Several things happened over the next half hour. Her husband appeared, and someone needs to give that man a medal or maybe a CT scan. The guy quickly sussed out the situation and tried to talk some sense into her. She then starts screaming about how she wasn't leaving until it was found, and she was calling the police. At one point, they were physically fighting over her phone while she dialed 911 and he was calling her crazy. And here's a side note, never call a Karen crazy. It doesn't end well, my friend. I was standing to the side, quietly watching this all unfold, with keys in one hand and phone in the other, while texting my boss what was going on and reminding her that she doesn't pay me enough to deal with this stuff. Being the absolute champion boss she is, she called and heard some of the chaos going on in the background. Karen's poor husband continued to try and reason with her. There was little more chat between me and him while she wailed down the phone at the police. She then started demanding that I go check all the garbage bags, all of them, and accused us of throwing them away. Apparently, telling her that she was more than welcome to go check them herself was not the right answer. Eventually, her extremely patient husband got sick of her and he left, telling me good luck. At one point, she shouted at my colleague who asked her to politely move so she could finish mopping the floor, which set Karen off again. Her husband reappeared as she was screaming at me again for stepping in and saying the girl didn't shout at her and pointing out that her behavior for the past 20 minutes was uncalled for. It was at this point she finally pushed the limits of my patience when she said the words, I'm not leaving until you show me respect. You would treat me differently if I was from this country. 
Now, something else you should know, I'm not actually from this country either. I might have the local accent, but my birth certificate states something different. I'm also not white, so I take particular offense when someone tries to use the race card in a situation that's clearly not even close to being racist. So my restrained customer persona slipped, and I laughed one of those are you kidding me laughs, and said the words, did you actually call me racist? Nope, I'm out. While her husband starts having a go at her for being ridiculous. I then went and grabbed the till and stormed off into the office, half expecting to come back out and find Karen chaining herself to the front door chanting, we shall not be moved. About 10 minutes later, two wonderful police officers showed up, and Karen suddenly turns into a timid, delicate little victim again, while whining about her plight to these guys. They also quickly worked out what was going on. Apparently the call they got said it was a domestic incident, and it was clearly not a domestic incident. They spent 5 minutes searching the same areas and also found no AirPod in sight, and suggested she leave her contact details for us to call her if it turned up in the morning. And Karen thought this was a great idea. I then pointed to the counter and said the pen and paper were still sitting there from when we offered the same thing an hour before. Granted, it was a childish move, but after hearing the police officers asking where her child was while she played with the AirPods, my last sliver of understanding and patience evaporated. It turns out, Karen had given her very expensive headphones to her 4-year-old child to play with, and then flipped out and called the police when one went missing. Seriously, I can't even begin to explain how livid I was at this point. Needless to say, she's now barred from the premises by the orders of my boss. Best boss ever. Honestly, I'm shaking my head so hard at this one, guys. I can't believe she called the police over that and caused all that ruckus over a freaking missing earbud. But that, my friends, is our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up, and I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady episode where a psycho couple stalks OP for not serving them. And OP's a freaking customer. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy, we'll see you guys in the next one. We love you.